All right, hi everybody, and welcome to Drink With Me. This is American Whiskey Jesus, and I am here with Merdina Flummery. That's right, the Merdina ist flummeriest person I've ever met. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's really true too. I really mean that. We're here today to drink just something that I really am excited to be able to tell you about and share with you, and that's Aberlauer's Abuna. I walked in to the studio, saw this bottle, and was, I don't know, surprised? I thought maybe you'd have something more exotic. It's pretty exotic. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty okay. exotic. What, what about this doesn't strike you as exotic? Didn't we just drink an Abelauer? We did on not. the podcast. No, am I imagining that? You you are imagining it. Did I have a dream podcast? <laughs> a dream cast. Oh my gosh! It was a dream cast, and dream we cast. drank Abelauer, and it was delicious. It, you know what it was? What? It was a prophecy. <gasps> I see. That's what happened. You predicted the future with your dreams, Mardina. I have been suspecting for a long time that I have powerful dreams. You yes, well, uh, clearly at least powerful enough to cause us to choose Aberlauer, which is one of my favorite whiskeys. Wow. For a podcast. Okay. Uh, but we haven't done it yet, and I'm excited that we're doing it now. Yeah. We, just so you know, right now, while you're preparing your, hopefully, Glencairn glass, or whatever glass you've Whatever glass. Could be a know, Dixie cup. Could be a Dixie cup. Something that doesn't, uh, you know, don't drink it out of plastic, because that might make it taste a little plasticky. Like but an old anything, jam jar yeah, that you scrubbed that, the jam out that, of. That you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. While you're preparing your glasses, you might also do what we're doing, which is sipping espresso. I, th- I love this new, new tradition that you've introduced to our podcast. We just make a little couple of little shots of espresso, one one for each of us. Yeah. And we sip for a minute or two before we get started. And that does a couple of things. What does it do, Jesus? One, it makes you enjoy espresso, which is good. Just, I mean, you know, it's I just good. Yes. And two, it is a great palate cleanser. So it's a really good way to really get all the, you know, like in your case, like lime jello and, and Gatorade and stuff like that. <laughs> And Doritos just cleared right. Were you watching me eat lunch? I, I don't have. To, I just know what you know what the situation is. It's weird, my lime jello Dorito smoothie. It's good. Well, anyway, you need to cleanse that palate. Cleanse that palate. Yeah. So uh, you could do that, or you know, sometimes people eat the really dark chocolate. I could see that. Kind of like the one that you paired with the yard bag a couple mm, weeks ago. Yum. But whatever you're doing, that's fine. Or even if you don't clear, clear your you know, it doesn't matter that much. No judgment here. Because we are about to basically napalm your taste buds with awesomeness here yes, in a second. Yes, we are. Oh, wow. And that is the Aberlauer Abanah. So if you are ready at home, if you're ready, tell me if you're ready. Are you ready? I'm putting my ear to the microphone. We're ready. Okay. Then let, let's do it. Let's open up this okay. spectacular bottle of Aberlauer Abanah. It's got a waxy, kind of waxy thing on the top. It's got a waxy seal. So say something while I'm opening up the... Oh, you know what we can talk about for a minute? What can we talk about? We can talk about what we did yesterday. Oh, we do have something to tell everybody about. Yesterday we went to a tasting here in Los Angeles of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. And it was really a lot of fun. We There were about, I would say, 20, 25 people there. There were, and this is this is a sort of an international club yes, yes. society, and this is the LA branch. Yes. Right. Yep. And um, I gather most of the people there were members. You're a member. I'm a member. And uh, I was there as your guest. Yes. Yes. Working with distilleries all over Scotland, a very very limited edition of some bottles of whiskey that are from again some of the best distillers in Scotland, but they're only available. They're single malt, which means they're made from the same the same in the same distillery. But they're also single casks. These these come straight out of one cask of whiskey. So you've got Scotch Malt Whiskey Society people trolling the lanes and byways of Scotland to find 
individual casks of whiskey that they think are really great. And every month they release just a few of those to members to purchase. And that's what we were tasting yesterday. You know, it's you're telling me this now. I just showed up. Yes. People put drinks in front of me. Yes. I drank them. That, that's, yeah. Which describes really a lot of my free time. Right. But, um, so I didn't even really know all of that. Yeah. All I know is that there was kind of a really fun presentation and a lot of cool people tasting these different whiskeys and talking about it, talking about what they liked, what they didn't like. It was very judgment-free. Yeah, it was. And It was um, very much about, what do you think of this? What do you think, you know, everyone's different opinions on yeah. the whiskeys that we, came out. We had a few good glasses. We did. And we bought a bottle or two. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. It was a lot of fun. And it was really fun being in a room full of people who, many of whom knew as much or more about whiskey than I did. <laughs> they know, all great. knew more about whiskey <laughs> than I did. It was really fun. Um, except I know how much I like to drink it. That's right. All right. So I think maybe we talk, we'll get back into that. Sure. later but yeah. i think for now it is time if you have your bottle you've got the wax off and you're ready to go aberlauer highland single malt scotch whiskey abuna abuna we're gonna get into all this in a second but here here all comes right. the we're gonna nice there you go all right a little pour all right a little pour now this is a cask strength whiskey which means what Rodina? strong yes but why it doesn't have and any water it. added after body that's right when <laughs> That's right, and we're dealing with, let's see, we're dealing with 60.7% alcohol. That'd be a lot. That's, that's right up there. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to smell we, it. Yeah, get the gonna nose get in there. Swizzle. Yep, let's Ooh. all. Oh, that smell is terrific. It really is. Smell it at home, friends. Smell it. Mmm, it smells rich and buttery and delicious. You can absolutely smell the fact that the alcohol by volume level is higher on it, I believe. I agree. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm getting a little tipsy just in what my <laughs> nose is taking in. Your nose tipsy. Yeah, nose yeah. tipsy. Nose tipsy. All right, I'm going to take a sip. Oh, okay. wait, before oh. we do, Slanja. All right. It is strong. Man, I really like that. So it is strong. I think I'm, I want another, like, two sips. Yeah. And then I might, we've got our high-tech water and dropper right. ready to go. Right, yep. Uh, you might water it because it might come off a little strong, or you might water it because you just don't want to, you know, step on the gas this hard in terms of the alcohol. Because if you're used to drinking non-cast strength whiskey, which most whiskey is, yeah, you know, this is about 50% more alcoholic in the same shot. Than it's delicious. It's it a really. lot to take yeah. as like your, if it's your first drink of the day, which it is for me, <laughs> by the way. No, that's not true. Oh, no. I had champagne with lunch. Oh, dear. Yeah, with my lime jello and Doritos. Right. Yeah, right. What else goes with lime jelly? Well, and you know, it was a uh, it was cinnamon champagne, but you know, still, <laughs> it's still champagne. Pumpkin spice champagne. Oh God! <laughs> we had that controversy on Twitter a couple weeks ago about pumpkin spice cham- uh, pumpkin spice whiskey. So bad. Which is one thing I won't tolerate. No, no. Well, you know, then again, I mean, maybe I will. I drink it. Would you? <laughs> yeah. I don't well, think I would. Are you kidding me? If you poured it in front of me and said, "This is terrible," try it. <laughs> this is kind of like that thing, like if. It's, is this bad? Smell it. Yes. Is this bad? I love to, if I have something bad or disgusting, there's nothing I enjoy more than sharing it with the people I love. Right. Mm-hmm. To have them experience how truly awful. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yeah. All right. Think, tell me what we're drinking. I think you're going to love this story more than story time. life itself. Yay. Aberlauer is a charming distillery in the Speyside area. In fact, right by... A little brook, a little stream. 
And right. it is the, in fact, Aberlour means uh, the, uh, the chattering burn. So, like, it's right by this little babbling brook of a river. And at least originally, today the production may be too big to actually be able to do it, but the original production was from the, the water came from the burn that ran next to the distillery. Okay, sure. Very, very beautiful setting. You've been. I've been, yeah. Oh, sounds great. Um, if you're going to visit an, a distillery, you know, Aberlour is, is, is pretty good. That sounds super inviting. I would love to be there with a glass in hand and just kind of wandering about. Yep, and that is permitted. Uh, So the story of this whiskey is really fascinating. The word abuna is said to mean the original. Oh, the original. The original. Yeah. So in 1975, Avalauer had had success in its business, and the whiskey industry was starting its comeback. And so they were going to put in a second still. So there was demolition going on. And what did they come across but a time capsule? You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Now, oh, tell, tell me, are the, is this a family-owned situation? Did somebody come in and buy it? Like, who are the They're now owned by either Diageo or one of the big ones. But at okay. the time, I think they were still an independent, you know, distiller. So All it right. might have been a family or I'm just been... trying to picture who yeah. this is. You know, like, I'm, I'm making it into a movie in my head. Right, right. And it's the, like, 70s grandson. He has long sideburns. Right. He's very handsome. Right, of course. He reminds me of Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, our... Our erstwhile intern. Right, right. Um, anyway, and he's got the long Jeffrey. sideburns, yep. and he's like down in the basement. He's clearing aside some casks right. when he finds a time capsule. And inside is well, hold on. It, yeah. they, they which no one you know. It's the funny thing about time capsules is you think people are going to remember to open them on the you know the hundredth anniversary that you put them in right, there. Right, like there's going to be some institutional knowledge right. that gets handed down. Like a calendar notice or something like that. But on the other hand, a hundred years is a long time. It is a long time, that's right. And this hadn't even been a hundred years. Okay. This was this was a time capsule from 1898. You're kidding me! No. That's so great! Time capsule from 1898. Wow. And so they, they said, well, what the hell is this? So they opened it up and inside there were, there was a, a newspaper with the headlines of the fire that destroyed the distillery a little while before that. Oh. And there was a bottle of whiskey. Whoa. There was a bottle of whiskey. And so this whiskey was made in the 19th century, in the century of the founding of really the Scotch industry. I mean, obviously whiskey had been made for much longer, but the industry as a whole really happened in the second half of the 19th century. But there had been this devastating fire, so this bottle of whiskey was sort of locked away with love and with grief and right. with hope and sure. all this all emotion. Stuff. But but the interesting thing about yeah. that is not just that they had an old bottle of whiskey, mm-hmm. is that they had the taste of something mm-hmm. that you couldn't possibly know, which is what was the whiskey like long, long ago? Yeah. So then Jeffrey and his mates, his mm-hmm. workmates, mm-hmm. proceeded to drink almost the entire bottle on their <gasps> lunch break. Oh my God! This is true. So, Mr. Sideburns, Mr. Sideburns and his idiot friends and his idiot are like, friends. "Oh, it's a hundred-year-old hey. bottle of whiskey. Let's yeah. just drink it." Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Let's drink it, lads. Oh Let's God. drink it. And so, so they did. But there was a little left over. <laughs> and someone said, "What are you idiots doing? You fucking idiots!" <laughs> and so, uh, they sent the remaining uh, whiskey to. A, a lab, yeah. right? And the, and they figured out what it was. And 
So Abuna is an attempt to capture the spirit oh, of that whiskey. The original. Isn't that amazing? The original. Okay. So they learned some information about it. They and yeah. tried to replicate it. And how long yeah. have they been making this whiskey? Okay, so this is one of the fun things about Abuna is that each uh, Abuna there's a batch. Okay. And so however often they make a batch, the one that we're drinking right now, I'm telling you we're cheating a little bit because 54 is considered the very best batch of Abuna. One of the, or there's a couple that are considered that. Uh, so I procured a so, bottle of, of batch 54. Why would that be cheating? That sounds great. Well, it, it's cheating because you can't just go to the store and buy it. So if you, I think they're on oh. batch 63 right now. I see. But you can still find them, you know, if you want. But he, I have found that they're all pretty good. Okay. So so they're on batch 63, 63. now. So they've been making this for a while, mm -hmm. obviously. I think 2000 was the first year that they made one. Okay, nice. And so that's that's what we're dealing with here. What a fun and interesting Isn't story. There are so many whiskey stories out there, and this is a great one. Um, it makes me wonder if we were to pack a time capsule today to be opened 100 years hence by our you know, future generation of right. Jeffreys and interns, right. what would we put in it? Um, I think some Doritos. Obviously. Some lime jello. And they'll still both of those items will be shelf stable. Shelf stable so for no, at least a hundred years. They'll still be delicious those and are... still go pretty well with whiskey. <laughs> at least the Doritos. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I know. know. We could we could make a recording of our podcast. Maybe we could right. etch it on a gold record like um, the one in space. That's challenging, right? Because what format will work a hundred years from now? Well, what are the aliens supposed to play their, the gold record on that we no that we shot up like 50 years ago? Yeah, what made us think that was going to work? <laughs> it's such a stupid <laughs> idea. We're going to etch it on this piece of metal and they're going to play it? What? What? Does it include a record player in the space capsule? Yeah, that's true. We could just we could just include the playing device itself. Yeah, just and of just a, just an arrow. I mean, yeah, we yeah, could right. just do a Walkman with some extra right. batteries. It'll be fine. Lots of like a ton of batteries, like a thousand batteries. Okay, so we need uh, step one. Yep. Find a Walkman. Uh, you know, right. like a recording. Or, a or you could just deal. get an MP3 player. I've noticed you're not drinking much. Oh, whiskey. sorry. This I is the problem. I feel like I'm drinking whiskey. The problem is Merdina has not been drinking enough. He's lying. I'm drinking plenty. We were talking about adding water. Yeah, I, I put a little I'm, water. You in did already. I, did, I, did, I missed I it. I'm going to do a couple of drops and see what happens. Um, we were talking about the whiskey tasting yes. we attended. Yes. I noticed um, some of the whiskey experts mm -hmm. sitting around us. I suspect some of those people may be in the industry oh, service yeah, definitely. industry. Definitely, definitely. I know that we sat near a woman who's a chef. Yep. Um, these people seem like they deal with food and drink and service. Every I think day. many of them did. Yeah. And so, and one thing I noticed was that sometimes they would drop in very carefully, literally one drop of drop. water. Yeah. Swirl it around, taste it, another drop of mm -hmm. water, like they were doing science. It was nice to watch. I don't tend to apply that much yeah. thought to it. I mean, I didn't. I went with the spirit of not putting any water in yesterday because we were just tasting a little bit. Oh, okay. I did yeah. two drops of water. Two drops made a, made a difference. It's a little smoother, a little easier to drink. I would love to know what batch you are drinking. If you And also, if you're a, a past fan of Eberlauer Abuna, what batches have you been a big fan of? And there are some, and it's really interesting, some people really don't like. There'll be a dud every now and then. 
Oh, you're kidding. No. So one batch will be... That's what they're... That's, yeah. No good. Yeah. Do they sell it anyway? They do. I mean, not okay. no good, but people just don't uh, like it as much. It's just not yeah. as good. Sort of yeah. like the way wine can be. Yeah, exactly. One yeah, year is right. great. The next year, even though everything else is the same, mm -hmm. it's just not as great. Nothing's ever quite the same, right? Yeah. Nature is a cruel mistress. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that the crowd was quite young and attractive at the tasting yesterday, overall. Starting with our table. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I agree. I, I like this idea of who today's whiskey drinkers are. Yeah, right? It's a lot of kind of people. I'd say nobody was under 30. But it was no, probably not. Yeah. Age, age is like well, 30 to 60. Not. Yeah. I don't um, I mean, or if even that. I think even, the average was probably 35. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe yeah. to say. Average age of 35, which is not young, but it's not old. And um, kind I mean, because you, you expect maybe it would be like dudes in tweed jackets named Angus. It really was not. It really was not. It really was not. Was in not fact, like, it would have been good to add one of those guys into the mix. There was like really no old white dude there. It was no. a, kind of an eclectic, diverse group. It was very mm -hmm. enjoyable. I thought it was really fun. All right, so here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this is that because whiskey doesn't really go bad, they found this whiskey and, you know, they almost <laughs> drank lost most it, of it. <laughs> but we were able to save it and kind of, you know, like in, in Jurassic Park, they brought the dinosaurs right. back, right? Yeah. But most food isn't like that because if you found, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, roast turkey from the 19th century, you, you, you would never, it you would, would rot, right? You wouldn't be, be able to eat it you and learn something about what turkeys were like a hundred years ago. Or try to replicate it or anything like that, right? So that's an interesting thought. So here's, uh, a, here's a question. Yeah. If there was a food item from the past mm -hmm. that you could bring back like in Jurassic Park or what would it be? Like what food in what period of time? That's an interesting question. I mean, there, there are so many things that you think presumably would taste the same. Yeah. Or mostly the same. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Because, I mean, even vegetables and, and meat and things like that could be really different from back then, right? Maybe, li right, like gamier yeah. or more intense, yes. more intense versions of themselves. Right. Mm. Or different f flavors altogether. Because especially if you think about fruit and vegetables, yeah. <laughs> they've been bred to within an inch of their totally different lives from the way they were 100 years ago or more. Well, not to mention that cave people got to eat all kinds of meats that we don't get to have. Human. Yeah, well, That's just we really could still have human, but we could, but, but we, frowned upon. we can't have giant sloth, even if we want it. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. A guy Your giant sloth get, connection? I got a giant sloth guy. <laughs> Your saber-toothed tiger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got, yeah. They, they put a few in the freezer before. What's that big hairy elephant? What's that a called? Mammoth? A mammoth. Yeah. Yeah, a little mammoth meat. Yeah, I a little mammoth. I'm, seriously, think about it. Don't you think mammoth meat is delicious? Probably is. I bet it's really probably good. Probably is. Like you know, you just yeah, absolutely. And nobody like, eats, uh, nobody eats bison or I don't nobody. Know. I, I shouldn't say nobody eats elephant, but ge people don't. People Generally, shouldn't eat elephant. Unless you, <laughs> fallen elephant is fine, I think. Found like found like roadkill. <laughs> found elephant. I don't think there's any elephant roadkill. I think there might be car roadkill from that <laughs> encounter. It's true. <laughs> That would not be, okay, oh, but I ran over an elephant. If we could get in the time machine right. and go back and with our tribe take mm -hmm. down a mammoth with, you know, spears. Well, we could probably use 
If we're going to do all that, we could take guns. Probably. No, but to be fair. Oh, to be fair. To be fair to the mammoth. I didn't know we were trying to be fair. Then we could Because we're using some... our time travel technology. All that doesn't right. seem fair. Okay, but if we did. Okay, but if we did. If we did, yeah. And we could try. I think I would. Okay, so that's the answer to my question. Mammoth. Mammoth meat. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting you to say something like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, a Dickensian Christmas dinner or something like that. You know, I'll give you something, which is, I used to read a lot about the British Renaissance. You right. know, and you'd read about Hen King Henry or right, Queen right. Elizabeth and the uh, the enormous hours-long dinners. And right. they'd bring in the roast peacock right, right, and right. the... Um, illusions made of sugar and all of that and what they like they were like what were they like what do you mean desserts illusions? like um sculptures and sculptures yeah. and uh, uh art art really okay, got edible it. art so you read about these things and think well I'd try that. I'd try me some roast peacock and some sponge sugar castle illusion situation. I don't feel like peacock would be very good. Oh, you try it. I'd probably try it. Um, some winch walked in with a peacock on a platter and set it in front of you. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it's just Tuesday night at American That's Whiskey right. Jesus' right. house. Um, oh, I know what I was going to tell you. I, if we were going to go back in time and kill something to eat, it'd have to be a T-Rex because that'd show him. T-Rex, you know? though, but T-Rex, is he's a carnivore. I'm trying to make a point. Okay, let's hear it. Well... To him. <laughs> he thinks he's so great. <laughs> you know, he's got a complex because his little... <laughs> his little his dangly little, arms. His little T-Rex arms. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, But like, no, he's a carnivore. That's not good meat. Isn't it's, it? No, it's very tough, very muscly, okay. very gamey. All right. You need to get one of those nice grazing dinosaurs. All right, I'm going to talk about this whiskey again for a second. Fine, if you have to. I, th I do. Okay, <laughs> this also, for those of you who like sherried whiskeys... This lives for its whole life in Oloroso sherry butts, which is a kind of, don't laugh. So, <laughs> no, I was, I was making, that was my thinking face because I don't get a lot of sherry from this. Am I just missing it? Or? I think, uh, I don't know. I'm tasting quite a bit of sweetness on the back of my tongue when I taste it. Try that. Oh, interesting. Just you know, think a little while you're, while it's slithering down your, your gullet. Okay, maybe. Any. Maybe. But I think but my point in that in saying that was if you are a sherry whiskey fan, mm. even though this is strong in terms of its alcohol by volume and it's just got a really good kind of rich taste, this will also hit that note for you of sherry delightness, delightfulness. This strikes me as a really terrific um, after dinner drink. Because it's sort of yes, I agree with strong you. and sweet and complex, very balanced. It would be the great way to finish up a nice mammoth steak meal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like a grand finale in your orgy of old-timey violence against prehistoric <laughs> creatures. Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Yeah. Uh, first course, mammoth. <laughs> that's right. Second course, T-Rex. T-Rex. Third course, a little Neanderthal. <laughs> I'm just Who saying. Are, I mean, so they're not so close to human that it counts as cannibalism. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I did the 23andMe, and I have the highest Neanderthal percentage, like 4% oh or whatever. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Neanderthal Merdina. Mm. You say Neanderthal? What, I what say else Neanderthal. Would I, I don't know. Neanderthal? Where did I get Neanderthal from? Neander, did I make that up? Neanderthal. That might be why. Neanderthal. Neanderthal. It's, well, now you make me feel like a hick. I don't know why I Have say Neanderthal. Have I been saying it wrong in my head? Somebody who's, I don't know, uh, some kind of scientist in this area, please correct us. Is it Neanderthal or is it Neanderthal? Oh, here's 
I now feel that I should say that it's Cro-Magnon instead of Cro-Magnon. <laughs> Cro-Magnon? Cro-Magnon. Magnon? Cro-Magnon. Magnon. Okay, sure. Cro-Magnon. That's beautiful. So you're saying you'd eat Neanderthal or Neanderthal? I mean, I'd have a bite. A kebab? <laughs> a, co- a, a, co- a tasty kebab with, kebab. A, with a nice little... Kebab? Like his yeah. name is Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. Bob the Neanderthal. Bob the Neanderthal. Made into right. a delicious kebab with a nice little, <clears throat> I don't know, paleolithic berry barbecue That's sauce. That's what it means to eat paleo right there. <laughs> now you're eating paleo. <laughs> right. So the question is, or maybe you don't have an answer just yet. Right. We've talked about what prehistoric currently unavailable meats this would go with, but you have to answer the question later. Candy pairing. Candy pairing. Now, today... You don't have to rush this. Sometimes I know what the whiskey is ahead of time. Yes. And I can ponder or it will come to me in a flash. Yes. Today's choice was a surprise. Except, as it turns out, I I prophesied it in a dream. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I did not see the candy at the same time. I may have to contemplate for a moment. I'm I'm getting a nugget. Is it is it somebody with a B? Somebody with a B? Somebody with a B? No, right? He's saying there's no B. There's no B. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I'm doing. A, I'm Are a you mentalist. Being a, you're being like a TV I'm a psychic. psychic. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm getting a B. Is there a person? Is it a family member? Right. Is it a family member? Right. Is it a friend? Is somebody, it, it's not a friend. It's somebody, somebody you don't know who gave you a gift or took a gift yeah. from you, or <laughs> was uninvolved in a gift. One no, of those. No, but I really am getting. A chewy, nutty, nougaty kind of situation here. I'm not sure what that candy is. I just know it's out there. Like a Snickers bar, but fancy. Fancy, fancy. Fancy Snickers. Snickers. I think you should with you should withhold. You can give it a minute. All right. Let it settle. Okay. I think you're on the right track because I want some chewy, nougaty chocolate now. Now that sounds really good. You know what I want? I want like the C's candy version of that. Oh yeah. Right? Like, I'm going to go into the C's candy shop and say, what do you have that's like a Snickers but fancy? I'm going to say, drink this. (laughs) (laughs) To the little, to the lady. To the little old lady. Right, there's like this adorable (laughs) 70-year-old lady in a pink smock who's standing there like, what's that, dear? Drink this. (laughs) Oh, oh, I don't drink on my shift. Well, you are today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then she's like, all right. We've but she gets movie. the candy right. Yeah, well, that's really all that matters that's, that's to me. Matters. I'm very to, selfish. To I want that story to have a happier ending. <laughs> all right, from which point? Well, we go in and we, we, try, to make, we try to make her do her drink. Try okay. to make the woman drink. She's, then what? I've got it. Okay. I'm going to go to C's Candy. Right. And I'm going to go up to the nice little old lady. You know, she's like 70-something. She's got a little pink smock. She's got like her hair is done. Right. And I'm going to say to her, I want a Snickers bar, only fancy. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to say drink this. Oh, no. Right. I'm going to slip her a flask. Right. And say, ma'am, could you give this a little taste? I'm trying to find the perfect candy to go with it. Right. And she'll say, as a matter of fact, I'm a member of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. That would be so beautiful. <laughs> she could just give it a little sniff, and she'll say, ah, oh, yes, the Aberlauer. <laughs> That's right, Abunat. Abunat. That... Is this the 54th? <laughs> that would be the gr- literally one of the greatest things that ever happened to me right. if, if that happened. <laughs> and then she's going to reach into her candy counter. 
and pull out a perfect little I know, square. Just the thing. It's a little right. delicious chocolate coated. What if she nugget. said something like, "I've been waiting a long time to give you this." She goes into the back yes. and she comes out with this dusty mm-hmm. wooden chest, and she <laughs> blows right, off right, the dust right, right. and and opens it up because it's been in the back of C's Candy, yes. Arcadia, California, for, <laughs> for one hundred years. One hundred years. That's right. It's the candy time capsule. It's the candy time capsule, it's, much like the whiskey time it's capsule. It's Mrs. C's original right. whiskey nugget recipe. That would be just a beautiful thing. And it's, I would really hope that happened. It's in like a little tin, like a little World War II kind of little tin. Yeah. And you have to open it up with a, I don't know, a church key. Right. 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 I think that's a beautiful story, and I hope that's how it plays out Yeah. when we go to C's later. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, you're looking something up on the computer here. I don't know what's happening. Well, I'm, I, we had a we had a listener. Oh right, we wanted. So, if you're listening to this, please hop over to Twitter yeah. and say hi. He, uh, you are American Whiskey Jesus. You can search on that. Or, and I'm just at Merdina Flummery. No, you're in Flummery. I'm in, I'm at you M. Can, Flummery. You're in Flummery, but you're also Merdina Flummery. If you search Merdina Flum. I'm not hard to find. No. And I have like 12 followers, so could one or two of you please follow, follow me? Follow Merdina. Make me feel better with my little sad little photos I post. But anyway, you've had some fun chatter on your yes. Twitter with all the followers. Well, we had we had a, a, a listener named Rita ask what we thought about Japanese whiskey, which of course I said we love Japanese whiskey. Love us some Japanese whiskey. And she then listened to the Kayo Kayo. A whiskey podcast that we did a couple weeks ago really enjoyed that and wondered if there was anything we could do to make it a little more visual she said she'd like to have us on video but we can't it's hard to do that right now i mean it's a fun idea, a fun idea. i think we'd be super adorable on video and you would feel like you were drinking w- with us even more that's true in the moment we don't we're not really set up for that here in the studio we invested in all this uh sound equipment We've hired people who really specialize in the audio part of it. Right. We may need to look into some video That's folks. That's true. That's true. But then we'd have to do hair and makeup and wardrobe. Well, you would. We'd have to go on location. <laughs> That's true. Exotic locations. Why, yes. I, you've made your opinion very clear, <laughs> American Whiskey Jesus. I just think, you know. So layers and layers of makeup and well, eyelashes. I, I mean, you know, of course I've always got a little foundation on. That's... <laughs> Right, you. I. I always thought it was peculiar when you stop to powder yourself before a time like whiskey That's, Jesus. It's a podcast. It's kind of strange. Yeah. You don't really need to powder your cheekbones, but okay, whatever makes you so feel good. I, I think we're gonna take a couple of pictures and put them out with the. Yes. With the so, podcast this time for new, Rita's benefit. New friend Rita. Yeah. I will post some photos of our shenanigans here. You can see the microphone. If I can catch our new intern before she leaves. Pete? Yeah, Linda Pete is back there. Um, I'll try to get a quick picture of Linda because she's super duper cute. <laughs> and we'll post that too. And then we have another new fan. One of my favorite Twitter interactors, friends in the whole world, Dave Dean, who is now known as African American Whiskey Jesus. That is such a great name. Yeah, it is. And now, how did this happen? Okay. What was the exchange you two had? Well, so he, I, I think I followed him just because he looked like an interesting dude. And before he followed me back, he mess- he, he replied at me saying, I will only follow you back if you change your name to African-American Whiskey Jesus <laughs> instead of just American Whiskey Jesus. 
And I said, well, I don't think that would be, you know, that, that's kind of false advertising. <laughs> right. Because you're not so much with the African. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm only 0.2% African, as it turns out, by my 23 Which is profile. like a tiny percentage compared to my Neanderthal, Neanderthal. Neanderthal yeah, right. percentage. I'm a Neanderthal American. You, you certainly are. By way of Canada. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. And so I said, okay, you know, I think there should be... An African-American whiskey Jesus. Clearly. And he changed his handle, <laughs> not his handle, but his name on Twitter, to African-American whiskey Jesus. So he and I have decided that we're going to have a CBS sitcom <laughs> with both whiskey Jesuses, both American whiskey Jesuses. Oh, are you two going to be like neighbors or? I think maybe we'll co-own a bar, a whiskey shop, oh, a whiskey room. Oh, yeah, like a whiskey, whiskey library. Whiskey library type thing. Right, and you're, yeah. you're sort of at odds. And but, but also, the, you know, down deep there's love, that yeah. whole thing. Oh, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. And then at the end of the bar is just your village lush, Merdina Flummery. That, what, Merdina <laughs> walks in and there's a, a laugh track. You're like, hey guys! Oh! Like that, yeah, exactly. Oh and my then gosh, I, don't know what happens I so that. want a laugh track now to follow me everywhere. I'm going to get an app for that. I guarantee there's an app for that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> right. So I think that um, we are going to see if African American Whiskey Jesus will actually be on the podcast with this one of these days. <gasps> that would be so that fun. Be fun. Yeah. yeah. Be I would like that. And then we'll, you know, we'll do the treatment for our sitcom and that's... Right. We can plot we'll just, it all out yeah, and see, be, where, see where that goes. It would be fantastic. Yeah. It would be fantastic. I love it. Um, so we've had some really nice interactions with people. I want to. We should talk more about this whiskey. I think. Yeah. What else is there to say? Well, um, I will say that. Except um, that you're pouring a little more. Well, always. So if you're listening and drinking at home, pour yourself a little more because you know what? You deserve it. You do. You really do. Aberlauer is one of my favorites of all. What makes it a favorite? I because there's don't so many know. whiskeys out there. You've been there. I've it, been there. It could be an emotional connection. It could be. I think that's that's probably right. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, for me, it's got it's got this kind of sparkle to it. The taste kind of it, it's got almost like I don't do t- tasting notes, of course, but like there's a little cinnamon or something. It kind of dances on your tongue a little it's, bit. It is lively. It's lively. Yes. That's interesting. And yeah. because just yesterday I got to have a small taste of six different whiskeys. Right at the Scotch Society yep. situation. Yep. I feel more comfortable talking about that. Like, what's it like in relation to other, some whiskeys are lighter, heavier, some yeah. are more syrupy. Do you remember there was the one that we did that some people really liked, but mm. both of us felt the nose was great, the initial taste was great, and then it kind of just fizzled. Do you remember that one? I do remember that. I can't remember, remember which that. one it was. I think it was the fourth one that we tasted. I remember that. It smelled incredible, yep. but then the taste just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, whereas I, th- I feel like Aberlauer and, and this in particular, just kind of little firecrackers going off. It's, I love it. It's lively and delicious, and it's kind of just staying in my palate mm-hmm. in a really pleasant way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This one is this one is really good. I'm, I'm really happy that we brought this to your attention. It is interesting, and there's a whole... You can go online and, and see what people think about the different batches, because people have really strong opinions about I this batch, not that batch... This batch, 54... Now, you're telling me that this is considered an excellent batch? This is, is considered right? just supreme, supreme. Oh, yeah. okay. It would be kind of fun, for scientific reasons, to do a, 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 a tiny little side-by-side and mm-hmm. taste like... I'd be really curious. Yeah. Give me one of the batches that's considered Not a dud. So great. yeah. 
And just like, really, is it that much of a difference? That would be fun to try. I, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I think I think probably the variance is not as big as you think. It makes me wonder, like, really, how bad? Well, could it I mean, be? no one is saying this tastes like you know horse piss or anything like well, that. Well, as you, you know, said, they're still bottling it and selling it. They're still bottling it and selling it, and it's still top top tier whiskey. It's just this particular one was very close to the highest rated bottle, and Jim Murray. The guy who writes the Whiskey Bible every year, mm. he really just went bonkers over this one. In oh, interesting. He in particular went bonkers over this one. Okay, yeah. okay. So this was just considered yeah. just really special. Really, really special. Yeah, and one you of the best whiskeys in the managed world. to get a bottle of it. I did, yes, I did. I feel very special that you shared it with me. Of course I shared it with you. Thank you, Whiskey you know. Jesus. I share all my whiskey with you, and there's really only one that you can't drink as much as you want anytime you want. What is that? It's my Lagavulin that I only drink at Christmas. Oh, well. You've had it at, you can drink it at Christmas So I have to come over me. at Christmas yes. is what you're saying. So yes. I should enter a calendar item right now to yes. make sure I don't miss my opportunity. Yes, and uh, the way that you can remember it is when is it Christmas.com says yes. My favorite website. Right. Then you can also I've... know that that means to go drink the Lagavulin with me. This is a website that doesn't get as much love as it deserves. It's been around for a long time. I don't know who created it, but I've been a fan for coming on to 20 years, I think. This is definitely a website made in the 90s. It, the, the URL is isitchristmas.com. Go plug right it now. in. Just go right now. Plug it in and see take, what take, it says. Hit pause. Yeah. And just go right now. Or really, you could do it while we talk. While we're talking, because yeah, it's fine. Just, just grab your phone. Yeah. Isitchristmas.com. And you'll see what I mean. It's simple. It's beautiful. That's right. And it'll make you happy. And just go to it today. Go to it every day. Forever. Yeah. And uh, You'll always have the right answer. Uh, do you think we should tell people what happens when they go there? or No, let, let it let unfold. Let them experience let it, it themselves. Let it just unfold. It, it means something different to everybody, I think. <laughs> It's true. It means it just... It's a very individual... It's like um, a magic eight ball. It's yes. like a horoscope. Um, yes, It's like correct. gazing into the abyss. And it really tells you more about yourself than about any, than about Christmas. I completely agree I with think. that. It tells you more about yourself. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, um, so that's what you ought to do. So when it says yes... Then it's time to drink... This really, really... Lagavulin... This Lagavulin that I have. Lagavulin Christmas. Well, here's why I drink it on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Because it tastes like Christmas to me. That makes me very happy just it to think about. It smells and tastes like Christmas to it me. It tastes like Santa Claus. Well, not like, the, <laughs> since we're talking about cannibalism so much today, it doesn't taste like the roasted flesh of Santa Claus. I mean... Christmas in the, you know, b bigger sense. In the bigger sensory yeah. sense. But, the, but um, semicolon. Yes. Don't you think if you were going to eat... A mythical figure that Santa Claus might be the best choice. I'm no, just saying. Because why would you want to kill Santa Claus? No, okay. I'll tell you who I will eat. I'll eat the Easter Bunny because that's stupid right there. Okay, you're you're not understanding. Me. Okay, all right. We're on two different planes right, right now. I'm trying to no, wipe no, no. out a useless. Take away creature. the idea of death, murder, okay, right. etc. It's just, like if you could clone just, a chunk of them. It's just like it's like a lab-grown meat. Okay, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have a lab-grown meat in front of you, coming from an, a myth, a mythical figure. Okay, which mythical figure do you want that lab-grown meat to be? I'm thinking Santa Claus. Santa's right up there. It tastes. It's gonna taste it's, really and good. And probably gonna impart some kind of magical. This is what I'm saying. 
I think that's right. Okay. What, what are my choices? I mean, really, we, we've only established two choices. The Easter Bunny. Easter uh, Bunny's ridiculous. Yeah, Santa Claus. I don't even know what you're talking about. Spider-Man? Is that a mythical thing? <laughs> he does not taste good. He is too lean and sinewy. He's right. full of spider toxins. Right. He's radioactive. You are, you are terrible well, at this to, game. I'm just trying to establish what my choices are. How about... Uh, how about mythical figures from other other cultures like sure. uh, Momotaro, the Peach Boy in Japan? He that sounds he sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, right, exactly. Peach right. Boy. Peach right. Boy. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you know what you still need to do? What? Oh, you did it. What? Oh, we did it. The candy pairing. You you kind of you, you you weren't able to. I'm going to. I need to go to the Seas Candy Shop okay. with some Aberlauer Abuna in a flask. Right. Hand it to the Seas Lady. So take just smell it. And then suggest to her, do you have like a beautiful, like upscale Snickers mm -hmm. kind of experience to pair with yeah. this whiskey? Yeah. I don't see any problem with that plan. I, I don't either. Yeah. There's no flaws there whatsoever. No, that's right. Uh, and they're definitely going to have one. Mm hmm. When you think about the upcoming holiday season, right? There's, there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot of things to celebrate, a lot of work to do. But there's also drinking occasions in there. I. Agree. I mean, yeah. we're coming into October. Right. It's going to be autumn. There's yes. a little bit of rain in the air where we live. Yep. And that feels like whiskey weather to me. Definitely does. And I've been known to stop by your house on Halloween and have a drink or two. Trick or treat for drinks. Yes. You used to pour wine in my big... I, I will do my that big, still if my big, big, I've been known to go trick or treating with a wine glass in my hand. So uh, a few years back, American Whiskey Jesus gifted me with an oversized wine glass that it holds an entire <laughs> bottle of wine. This is true. And I keep it up in my cabinet because I just don't need it that often. But on Halloween, when it's time to trick-or-treat, I like to trick-or-treat with my wine glass. With the big wine glass. I do. I walk around with it, and right. I wait for it to be filled. And I, it's, you know, people like to fill an yeah. empty glass. I, Strangers. I would say, it's surprising how often in Southern California, if you walk around trick-or-treating with a wine glass. People will people fill go, sure. up. And they'll, just, and they'll just pour you a little wine. I if it's just our, if we have a lushy neighborhood or what, but well, it's not uncommon to see people I handing out wine to it, the adults, to obviously, the adults, to course. the adults. And if you walk around, okay, just to be clear, if yeah. you walk around by yourself doing that, <laughs> no. If you're if you're leading some children around who are trick or treating, I actually now kind of want to try a few experiments. Just go with it because I happens. wonder what would happen if no costume, just and not even Halloween. What if I just start walking the neighborhood every evening at dusk no. with a wine glass in my hand? Well, you have to look classy if you do that. I always look classy. That's true. Done That's true. and done. Yeah, right. Because I will say why I think this is going to work out fine. Mm -hmm. Because we have two people in our neighborhood. Whiskey Jesus and I live. We're neighbors. We have two people in our neighborhood who are interesting walkers. One walks with a big white parody thing on his yes, arm. Right. You've seen him. Mm -hmm. yes. He walks with his big with his bird on his and forearm. He's a pirate. Sure. Obviously. He's fine. So if he yeah. can if he can walk with that, and I have another neighbor who walks with his ancient beagle who looks like he does not want to be out for a walk, only dad's making him. So this beagle walks very slowly, and his owner, who's this older gentleman, walks with a hardback book in and his hand reads reading. While he walks. So he's walking, reading his book with his reluctant beagle. 
I've been wanting to take a photo, but I don't want to be rude. Right. I just actually love the whole tableau of them. it. I, I don't think I've seen it. It makes me very happy. Yeah. And I'm very observant, Whiskey Jesus, I unlike know. you. No, I, I Also, I don't, ha- I don't have much to occupy me during daylight hours. Right, that's true. <laughs> so that's true I spend well. a lot of time looking out the window waiting for people to walk by. <laughs> so instead, I could be one of those people. I could be the the... Door-to-door whiskey. I could be the attractive young woman who walks the streets with an empty wine glass and a hopeful expression. Well, it won't be, you know, wouldn't be empty for long. Let's hope not. Yeah. I would like to see what happens. Someone's going to come running out with a bottle of Pinot Noir, like, hang on, I got you, sweetie. Let's sit and chat for a while over a glass of Pinot Noir. Wouldn't that be beautiful? It would be pretty good. I know. And in that spirit... I think it's time we wrapped up this show. Mardina, do you have anything to add before we close? Mammoth meat. Mammoth meat. Excellent. <laughs> the finest meat the prehistoric era has to offer. Maybe I'll post a recipe. I think that'd be great, as long as you cook it with Eberlauer Abunah. Delicious. Uh, again, I love Eberlauer. I love what they do. Abunah is one of my favorites uh, for, of, among what they do. I love the idea of it, and I like the actual product. Go take a look. Browse the browse the different batches. See which one sounds good. Grab whichever one you can. And I hope that you have enjoyed drinking with us today. I know I've enjoyed it. Certainly, I have too. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you very much, Merdina. One more time. Sanja. Nice See you next time. All right. Bye. In the drinking and the roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley and courting pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. For sure, ring dum a doo dum a da. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. For sure, ring dum a doo dum a da. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar.